Welcome back to The Startup Show. I'm your host, Adam Vasquez, a.k.a. the Puerto Rican Deacon, a.k.a. the Philly Billy. And lurking in the shadows, as always, is D-Money Rhymes with Honey, a.k.a. Beat Boston in the Garden. On this episode, we are going to discuss using cold emails to get appointments with prospects or with uh, with guests, whether that be for sales purposes or potentially uh, to bring folks on your podcast as a guest for content opportunities. Uh, we've used this template that we're going to kind of walk through for our business as well as for this podcast, for this show, and and we've seen some great successes as a result, including getting Gary V on the show, uh, having some other high level guests like Sean Nelson, Jocelyn K. Glay, Corey Gregory, uh, and many others on the podcast in the past. So if you're in sales and you're looking to grow your thing, whether that whatever that might be, um, but don't have any warm leads, this is uh, a way for you to begin generating those and to begin seeing some results. But before we dive in, I want to let you guys know real quick about a couple things. First of all, We've been going up to about three episodes per week on this show. I hope you guys are enjoying the content, and if you are, I hope you'll throw us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get yours. Um, We are constantly trying to grow the show. We've got some really, really, really exciting projects coming down the line this summer and want to get as much awareness as we can to be able to share those out. Um, uh, we, we're going to be sharing some stuff with you guys soon, uh, but really, really fun stuff that I think you guys will all really enjoy. So help us out. Give us a review if you can. Secondly, we are doing a couple of extra episodes. So I just want to highlight a couple of things for this week. Uh, tomorrow, Thursday, we're going to have our episode, our interview with Santosh Sankar. He is a uh, the director at Dynamo Venture Capital here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. They are a uh, investment firm, VC, uh, investing in companies, and it's a really uh, entertaining interview. It's also very informative for any of you who are looking to get some venture capital on you know what their mindset is and what they're looking for in founders. And lastly, we started last week, we're continuing this week with our TSS weekly rundown in which uh, at the end of the week, we kind of go through what the hot topics are, what's in the news and how that relates to you and growing your business. So check that out. That'll be coming out on Friday with my co-host, Nathan Kittrell. I think you guys will really enjoy that. All right. Let's dive in here in how four, four quick ways on how to uh, craft a cold email to generate leads, generate results for you. So first of all, this one should be obvious, but personalize the note. I, I, I feel like this is just status quo, but if someone is important enough for you to reach out and try to sell your thing to them, then they should also be worth your time investment to craft a personal note rather than relying on a template or a blast or you know some some um, uh, formed email that you send out to everybody. So let me explain what I mean by personalization. First of all, your your email needs to include your name right at the beginning. These people don't know you. After you use their name, hello X, hello person X. My name, you know, I am. My name is Adam Vasquez. I'm Adam Vasquez. I work at Stratfire Media. Um, and you follow that up with a common contact or some reference point that's going to give them a reason to continue uh, reading on and continuing communicating with you. So, you know, how you heard about them, something you've shared together. Um, you might have to do some research here and find out a little bit about them so that you can speak, edu- you know, w- with an educated point of view into what your connection point might be. Um, but make sure that you do that and, and as 
concise a fashion as possible so that you're not simply, uh, you know, another email in the dark. I can tell you as a, as a receiver of a lot of these types of emails, about 99% of the emails that I receive on sales emails, uh, are going to be deleted within like eight seconds. I'm going to scan through them. I'm going to see the name. Is there anything in common that I have with this person? And when I see that they're just trying to sell me, especially when, you know, they use bullet points telling me all the things that are great about their business. Um, I, I I'm deleting that almost immediately. So try, try as much as possible to, like I said, introduce yourself, use your name, be very concise, um, and write in just normal sentences, short sentences, uh, rather than trying to list out all the features of whatever it is you're trying to sell. The final thing here in the personalization point is have a very specific and relevant ask. And we'll get to this in a little bit, but I'm not saying here that you should have a, um, you know, an immediate sell or an immediate uh, punch in terms of what it is that you're trying to get out of them. But what I am saying is you need to make it clear what it is that you're after, whether that be a relationship, a conversation, a podcast interview, a, you know, business relationship, so that they can quickly categorize you into whatever bucket they need to to spend that time on. If you're a salesperson and you're trying to reach out to them, um, you know, make it clear what it is you're after so that they can uh, make a decision on how to best continue talking to you. Now, with that being said, do not just go in there and tell them all the great things about your business, as I mentioned, and ask for a phone call or for a, um, you know, if you'd love to hear, if you'd like to hear more, let me know, we can set up a call. No, nobody wants to do that. Nobody's really interested in that. And uh, I, I found that that rarely, if ever works. Secondly, Keep it, uh, you know, how, sorry, <laughs> you know how there's that phrase, keep it simple, stupid. I, I changed that slightly and I, I want to change it to keep it short stalker. Okay. So it's still K I S S, but keep it short stalker. And here's why. First of all, you want to keep your email as concise as possible. As I mentioned, they don't need, necessarily need to know everything about you or everything about your company or anything like that. Just, you know, as you're writing your first sentence on who you are and what you do, flip the email around and ask yourself, do I, would I absolutely need to know this about myself in order to, uh, in order to make a decision on whether to continue communicating or not? Uh, this was something I had to learn because I would go into detail on, hey, my name's Adam, I'm a partner at Stratfire, and I, you know, used to do this, and then I did this, and now I'm trying to do this podcast, and I'd love to use it to grow. Like, they don't care about that, you know, and it's not it's not in trying to be mean, it's just a time efficiency thing. Uh, be as concise as possible and only give them the pertinent information when you're describing yourself. That being said, okay, so keep it short, stalker, and this is the key part here. You need to be a stalker when it comes to cold email, and it's okay if your prospect knows that you've done some stalking or some digging, okay? So I have this friend. He's single, and, and every time he meets a girl in real life, he goes haywire digging into their uh, you know, social networks, going into any profile, any information he can find out about them. And sometimes it, com it comes back to bite him a little bit because he has to pretend when he's having a real conversation with them that he doesn't know certain information 
that he actually does know, right? I mean, you've seen this in movies or things like that too. Like, uh, oh, you have a sister named Beth. Oh, I never knew that, but he definitely knew it because he saw pictures of Beth in Facebook or whatever, right? You need to be like my stalker friend, except it's okay for you to demonstrate that you do know a little bit about them and that you've done some research and some homework. Obviously not in a creepy way, but if you're able to reference their previous work or cite history that they've done or some uh, some activity or achievement that they have that you respect and have respect for, uh, a lot of times that's going to go a huge way in terms of creating that relationship and giving them a reason to say, yeah, this person's done their homework. They've actually spent some time uh, looking into me and I'm willing to spend some time in return hearing what it is that they have to say. So demonstrate that you've done the homework and cite some of those things that you've learned uh, because otherwise, if you haven't put in any work, if you haven't put in any time into the relationship, there's really no reason for them to reciprocate or to help you out in any way. Okay, thirdly, so first off, personalize the note. Secondly, keep it short stalker, do a little stalking, let them know what you're, what you're, uh, what you appreciate about them. Thirdly, offer real value. And this is true of almost any content. You guys have heard me say this, but it's, it's so vitally true for cold emails. Obviously to, to be able to almost spark a conversation out of thin air and out of, um, you know, there's a reason we call them cold emails. You need to be able to have a real value proposition as to why it is helpful for this person to communicate with you. And you need to be able to create real value. I'm not talking about things that are like, you know, an amazing deal that you have to offer them or, you know, um, Hey, I want to give you the opportunity to meet with me first. No, that's, that's not real value. That's work that you're giving this prospect and in return, you're going to get something good out of it, right? That's not helpful. Instead, you need to do something for them that makes their life easier or their mission more likely to be accomplished. So, so think through this here. If you have a prospect who has a specific mission in life and they have um, communicated what that mission is, how can you build a bridge to helping them accomplish that mission previous to them even knowing who you are, right? So for instance, let me give you an example. We had a, a prospect who was interested in, in doing some influencer work with us. And so uh, we, or, or they were interested in doing some influencer work, period, I'm sorry. And so what we did was we created a quick landing page that demonstrated how we would go about working with this prospect to build an influencer campaign and to execute it on their behalf. Now, they didn't ask us for this. They didn't ask us to build a landing page. They didn't ask us to do. We just were made aware of what their mission is. We took the time preemptively to create something that helps them achieve that mission because at the end of the day, what we laid out on the landing page, they could go do, execute, you know, possibly on their own, definitely with a different partner. Um, but we gave them what some of the some helpful ideas, some helpful content on the upfront, and then sent that to them as way of introduction to say, "Hey, heard you were trying to do something. This is who we are. Here are some thoughts we have. Please check this out." And I know that that was very, very impactful to them, and 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 had a made a big uh, impact on their decision making because we went out of their our way in order to provide them with value that wouldn't necessarily 
didn't have to bring us anything in return, but definitely helped them on their mission. Some other ideas here. You could film a video that shows the way that you'd execute against whatever it is that you're trying to pitch. Um, you could package up a project that you've done well for someone else, for a related uh, company or industry. And obviously, these things I'm talking to you guys right now are kind of service-related because that's what I do. But um, it could be something else like uh, sending a personalized object or gift. It could be, uh, if you're, if you are hosting a podcast, you know, uh, sending them something about the headlines that your podcast is going to create together. Uh, I had a, you know, I have a friend, I've mentioned him a couple times, James Carberry, who has a, a, po- a very successful podcast of his own, the B2B growth show. And when he had his 600th guest on the show, uh, he sent them a jersey that had B2B growth on the front and number 600 on it because that guest was so enthralled with being the 600th person. Um, So prior to their interview, he sent them this jersey and the guy even wore it during the actual interview. So, you know, little things like that um, where you can preemptively do the work to show that you've done research, you've, you've added value and you know, now this person has a reason to have a relationship with you. And then finally, our fourth way is really give the prospect an easy way to say yes. Make it as simple as possible for your prospect to be able to say yes to you uh, when you do eventually request whatever it is that you're requesting from them. For instance, when I offer somebody to come onto my podcast, I am asking them essentially for a 15-minute window that they can take on their phone, whether they're in the car or at their office or whatever, with no recording equipment. I handle you know everything in terms of the audio capture. And I'm offering I'm asking them for that 15-minute request to make get their message out. That's a really effective way for someone to say, yes, I'm only asking for 15 minutes, and I typically give them a window of about a month that I'd like to talk to them during. So anytime you have 15 minutes to spare over the next month, yeah, great. Then let's come on and and you tell my audience about what it is that you do and what the ideas that you have to share. This makes it super, super simple for them because they're getting value out of it, and it's a Practically, it's a very uh, pragmatic thing for them to be able to handle. 15 minutes is no big deal. Uh, you know, conversely, maybe it's uh, asking somebody to meet them at their favorite coffee shop because you've done the research and you know that they uh, enjoy this coffee. One time I was trying to meet with uh, Ted Alling, who has been a guest on this show, and he knew he was super busy, knew it was going to be very difficult to nail him down. So my preemptive move was to buy him a $15 gift card to his favorite coffee shop and uh, then follow up with an email asking him, hey, when can I come and uh, and share some some of that coffee with you? You know, I know I gave you $15. Maybe I can use two of them to buy a, a coffee and to sit with you. And um, and he appreciated that. He loved the coffee. Obviously, he goes there regularly. And so it just became a matter of giving him the most easy way to say yes. I gave him the money. I knew it was something he enjoyed from doing some research. And uh, it became very, very simple. For So for you, figure out what that simple ask could be. It could be as simple as just asking who is a better person or a different person in the organization that I should be talking to in order to get my request handled. Um, any of those types of uh, requests are, are appropriate and can be um, 
made when you've done the first three steps of personalizing your your initial contact, keeping it short, doing some research, giving real, real value. And obviously that's got to be the linchpin, the key step, and then making it as simple as possible for your prospect to say yes. All right. I think that's it, guys, for this episode. I hope this is helpful. If you guys enjoyed, please give us a five-star review. And we'll be back tomorrow with our interview with Santosh Sankar from Dynamo. I hope you guys are having a great week. We'll talk to you soon. In the meantime, get started. 